back all you funkadelic funk monkeys from the planet Earth. We got a special show for us. Come up from the ether of time and space itself. We got David K. 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 We got meditation coming through. All right. Welcome to the Salty Bro Book Club. Thanks for joining us. We are. We just sat down. Uh, I was just jumping on the trampoline. I was just. Um, I've got. What is it called? Perpetuation. Purpose. Perpetuation. Purpose. Nation. Paywall nation. Perspiration. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're settling in. Um, yeah. How you doing over there, dude? Man, I'm good. I was listening back to our podcast earlier. You know, just kind of, I like to critique things and just kind of see what we, a lot of times, man, like I'm just in the moment and what is being said is just a stream of consciousness that's coming out. And so sometimes I'll have to go back and re-listen to be like, oh, wow, I did say that, or he said that, or this was funny and and just trying to make an observation of kind of where we're at. Yeah, it's something interesting with this is the really cool thing about this format is, you know, like we really don't know what we're going to talk about or what we're really even saying. I don't even know who I am most of the time anymore. Yeah, it's like it's almost like an opportunity to discover ourselves in a way. Exactly, which is pretty rad, honestly, man. And like it it really brings forward uh, that statement brings forward what he begins to talk about in meditation and why it is so imperative that people begin to uh, start a practice somewhere in their lifetime. Yeah, and that was what this chapter was all about. But in my opinion, man, it was the best chapter in the book so far. So far, the next one looks pretty interesting where it's like drugs, gurus, and uh, I forget what else it's called. Gurus, gurus, death, drugs, and other puzzles. Yeah, exactly. Man, that looks good too, man. Uh, you know, just to give give an update on people who are joining in from last week with Stefan. Stefan is not here today. No. And I have something exciting to report. Hit me. So he's at he's at a hot yoga class right now. Yep. He ha- he's he's doing it, dude. He's taking action. He already went once this week. He he shared the whole experience. He said it was basically like you know, it was so tough and it was so challenging that when he got through it, it was like his whole body was depleted. And he experienced a state of contentment where he drank water and was like, this is the best tasting liquid I've ever had, you know? Funny story about that. I, um, my first ever yoga class was a hot yoga class. And I walk up and the lady's like, are you sure? Like, you're going to be okay here. Like, you, you know, no health risk or anything. I was like, lady, I've done landscaping in Georgia summers my entire life. If it gets too hot, I'll just walk out of the room. Like, I'm good here. <laughs> yeah. She looked at me like, fucking this guy. Like, who does he think he is? You know, I'm like. Master of my own domain. <laughs> well, back then, my whole mentality was different. You know what I mean? I was like on this whole Leonidas 300 kick where I'm like, yeah, shit, man. I'll just walk out of the room. I ain't scared. Well, I mean, that's always an option. <laughs> or you could pass out on the fucking floor, and that's another option. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's interesting because it's like, you know, nobody is keeping us anywhere. 
like the only, it goes back to the meditation thing, but like the only thing that, that prevents us from doing or being anything is ourselves, essentially. Yeah, and actually really the illusion of self, the I, right, my ego, um, that's what keeps me from a lot of things. I love that he really hit on that, man. Like if I really want to be successful in my meditation and just being completely conscious and aware of what's happening, I need to completely destroy my ego and realize like it's, it's keeping me out of being fully present and aware of what's happening. Right. How's that been for you this week? Uh, I finally checked out the app. I ran some meditations. I got it. Thanks for sending me the, the code. Dude, their, their business model is the shit, bro. He, he has a whole thing where he's like, listen, this can, this is free for everyone. We ask for subscriptions, but if you just want to try it, you can't afford the monthly payment. We are giving, we are always going to give it for free. You just send us an email. We'll give you a code. It was so, so awesome to see that model. I mean, you know, but I look at the value of it, man, like relatively in, in terms, it is quite expensive. It's a hundred dollars for a year, but then if you break it down, man, like it's pennies on the dollar because if you use it every day and you're serious about this practice in your life, that's so cheap, man. Like, why would I not? want to spend my resources on something like that when I've spent plenty of money wasted, you know, on like something stupid, like a hat at the gas station or, you know, like I remember one time I bought this like shirt and it was like, Hey y'all. And it was at this gas station in Tennessee. And then I get outside and the t-shirt is actually a kid's shirt. So now I could essentially not wear this shirt anymore. And I'm with, and I'm with my bros and I'm like, you know, like they were like, well, you got to put it on. And so like I put on this tiny fucking like kids t-shirt, like squeezed into it. It was, it was pretty funny. That, that's an, that's an automatic beefcake avatar. Well, I got the photo. I'll have to send it to you. <laughs> that might be the cover art for this episode, bro. <laughs> hey, so how's it been this week with your meditative practice? Has anything come up, anything challenges or any experiences? It is tough, man. It's tough to reduce the ego, right? Like I'm starting to become more aware of what that looks like and how it presents itself into uh, like my daily thought train or even just my like stream of consciousness. And it's hard to let go of, of who I think I am and what I think that I know. And, and rather than, uh, and I'll talk about it in a second, the, the example that he, that he gave for that, but it's really challenging, but also very rewarding. Um, what about you? Like, I'm sure that's been challenging for you because we're, we're kind of like right there on the same journey with this whole thing. Yeah. Could you, would you mind moving closer to the laptop? Um, just, just to get your audio a little better. What about that? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just try to speak directly into the mic. Um, uh, wait, is your laptop on a flat surface? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, for me there was a there was a bit of a bit of a challenge this last week. Um, for like three days or so, I kind of got lost in the flow, lost in all the work I'm doing, lost in life itself. Um, you know, very minimal reading, very minimal contemplation or reflection, and uh, yeah, it was. I became aware of it by the end of like the third day. And you know, I've got a background in recovery, so I, I do twelve step stuff too, and 
that night I was like, you know, I haven't done an evening inventory in three days. And so I'm going to get on that and read this page from, from the big book that we, that we use. And it was like, after I did that, it says that we, what we're supposed to do is, is, you know, look at where we've kind of messed up, look at how we can do better and then let go and ask for assistance from the, the ether or the universe or whatever you want to call the higher power. And, uh, and, 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 uh, we ask for guidance essentially, or, um, and essentially the idea popped in my head, uh, when I woke up that morning, I went to bed, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, like I haven't reached out to any of my sponsees. I haven't reached out to any of my friends. I haven't checked in with anyone to see how they were doing. I need to get back in the lives of others. And it's been great. That was like, let's say Thursday. So that was like Monday that happened. And it's been like, I'm back on and I'm reading again. I'm listening to, to gurus and lectures and stuff on YouTube. I'm, I'm present and I'm attentive and it, it feels like I'm back. I'm back. What was your mood like without, right? So I kind of look at meditation now. My perception of meditation has changed in the sense of I need a lot of things to, to essentially, for lack of a better term, breathe life into myself, right? Meditation, I need clean air. I need really good water. I need healthy nutrition. I need sunlight. I need a lot of things to uh, comprise this whole consciousness thing. And what has your moods been like without uh, meditation and, and focus? So for me, what happens is, is my brain gets real jarbled. It starts, my ego shows up, my myself essentially shows up and starts beginning to try and project, plan, and strategize. So it becomes not only, I only, I don't only lose myself in the work or the daily activities I'm doing, but my mind begins to constantly try to figure out the best way to present whatever it is I'm working on or to achieve whatever it is I think I'm aiming for. Right. Which kind of brings up like uh, the first note that I have which is basically that we spend, and I, was a, I wasn't really surprised by the number, but that essentially 46 to like 50% of people spend time lost in thought like throughout their whole day, right? Like just one long jumbled up thought to the next. And uh, the study that they had done found that those people were generally less happy than people who are able to kind of slip away and let that stuff go to the wayside as it comes and goes and then just be present. And, you know, I think about, about how I conducted myself uh, before kind of starting this, or even if I'm like traveling and I'm working and stuff and it's like, man, I'm, there's never any real peace. I'm just kind of always in this like state of chaos and like bouncing from thought to thought to thought. And I'm trying to like pull uh, projections and memories from like all these places. It's so exhausting to try to like manipulate, uh, my reality to, to suit what I feel I'm going to be the most comfortable in. And so when he said that people are less happy, like I re that really resonated with me because like outside looking in, I might have it all together, but internally, man, like I am like fucking a wreck, you know, like there's so much stuff going on around me. Yeah, dude, totally. I, I mean, that's, that's the bane of my existence. I, I know, I know what I'm doing, what I'm doing well, because there's nowhere I need to be. Mm. And there's nothing I need to do. And I don't feel stressed. Um, 
it seems to me the meditative practice, and by the way, I think the term is a very misleading, actually, because it's a, he basically spent a good chunk of the chapter saying that you don't need to do anything, essentially. Right. Like it's, it's, it's here, you know, and you can, you can do all these techniques, you can try all these different things, you can do duality or non-duality, you know, but the reality is it's just, you know, it, it's still a seeking or a searching for something that can take you out of actually being here now. Yeah, uh, he was uh, touching on that, you know, the, essentially that I can get so wrapped up in meditating and like focusing on my breath or these little nuances of meditation. And uh, even that can be a distraction and like pull me away from what I'm actually experiencing and what I'm feeling. And um, I thought that was kind of rad too. Um, I would be interested to see how all of the senses really affect my like being in a meditative state, you know, like how my smells can be affected, what my like, you know, tactile, like if something's touching me, I would be interested to see like how, if those things change, like how my meditative practice changed, I would be interested to see that. Yeah. I liked how he was saying how the duality of a mindful practice um, is, is helpful to get to the, because the, the idea is to, is to realize a space of enlightenment or, or a space of omnipotence or being, you know, to recognize that we are it, that whatever this is, this experience is, it is that's unfolding as you listen to these words or as the road appears in front of you, it's all a, a total organic expression of unity, that there is no one without the other and everything is just happening. And we get to be expressions of that. So that's, that's the non-dual way of attaining meditative awareness. That's recognizing that we are not who we think we are, but we are happening. Mm. And the duality way, which is super beneficial, or the exercise of mindfulness, is an awareness of what's not true. So you're just watching your thoughts and realizing these aren't me. You know, this is the monkey mind. You know, and if I let, if I run with it, if I let it, if I, if I hold on to it or, or dig into it, it's like I'm just playing around in my brain and it's not, it's not truth. It's not being present. Yeah, did you catch the example that he gave of the spiritual blind spot, right? Oh, like, dude, I practiced it. Yeah? What was yeah. your experience? <laughs> dude, it was dope. I had to show it to Melissa. I had the book and I closed my eyes, you know, it's, there's, a, there's an exercise in the book where you close your eyes and, and each one of our eyes has a blind spot. Mm -hmm. Did you do it? Yeah, I just thought that was interesting because it just brings up such a great point of, you know, everything that I'm seeing is not necessarily 100% of what I'm experiencing because there's a lot of things that are going on even around me that I just am not witness to because I'm not focused in on it. You know what I mean? Like, so it could be happening and we could be in that moment together, but I'm not aware of it. And also our, our brain is, is imagining and interpreting the blind spot for us. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's literally we're imagining existence into itself. Uh, one of the things that I thought that was super crazy um, was when he really gets into the meditation and like how it changes our brain function and like our responses to pain 
and you know how it improves our immune function, our blood pressure, our cortisol levels, our our anxiety. Um, that was was really cool to to see because it made me realize, like, man, like so many people could benefit from from just beginning this journey and myself included, you know, like my responses to scenarios that have come up in my life since we've started this work are drastically different. You know, I'm, I'm more in tune with, with what's happening. I'm, I'm feeling rather than trying to project how I feel I'm experiencing rather than trying to gain experience. Right. Like I'm, I feel like I'm just not, I let go of the puppet strings, you know, and I'm not trying to like manipulate and move pieces around. Uh, it's a much more freeing sense of experience. Have you hit any roadblocks or anything? Uh, no, man, because I, I don't believe in that anymore, right? Like it's not a roadblock, man. It's, it's, it's a stream. Like I'm just walking on this path and what comes comes and it's going to be behind me in the next moment. What about like a, like a hiccup? Because I can let, that happened to me. Like I was working on a video, spent the whole day producing a film, you know, eight hours on the laptop and I'm bouncing it to the hard drive and I accidentally dropped the hard drive and it breaks. How did you react? I saw that. I saw your story on that. How did you react? That was the thing, dude. It was like all of a sudden reality, you know, I'm in my head. That, that was the, I think that was the, the, the inflection point where that night I did the inventory. You know, and I was like, okay, I'm like time to get back on the, on the, on the thing. Cause it, it brought me back to, first of all, I was like super bummed out. I was like, God damn it. I felt, you know, this grief, you know, but it only lasted about 10 minutes because I was aware of what it was. I was like, oh man, like, this is just, this is life teaching me something right now. Um, whatever it is, like it's out of my control. It already happened what can I do? And I was like, well, I can try to fix the hard drive, but nothing is going to, it's not going to happen now. Like I have to get back to the other things I need to do. So it was just an awareness of, of everything happening that made me like within 10 to 15 minutes, I was driving down the road, smiling, laughing. You know, I processed it. I shared what I was thinking about how everything's meaningless anyway, and there's nowhere I'm trying to go, you know, and, and we're, I'm doing all this art shit, but like, who really gives a fuck? Like, it's not, I'm the only one making myself, I'm the one deciding my tasks for the day. No one even asked me to do this. It's not like I have to turn in a, turn in an essay to my professor. It's not like I'm going to get in trouble because it broke, you know, it's like, okay, so I'm really the arbiter of my own experience and it's nothing I can do about it. So like, let go. I fucked up. Do better next time. You know, what I've experienced since doing this is I can generally tell when, that process starts to begin because I get super like anxious and I can feel my ego inflating. I could feel like, uh, my attachment to the situation or I can feel my emotions starting to kind of bubble. Oh yeah. You know, like I, it's like that, um, in that movie wanted, you know, where he's able to like hyper focus in and like control and manipulate the bullets and stuff like that. It's kind of like that, man. Like I, if I'm in tune, man, I can really sense I'm, I've become a lot more sensitive to things that are going to take me out of balance. Dude, it, that's where the game is at. Cause like when those feelings hit, when the fear hits or the anxiety hits, 
you know, it's like, it's so difficult to recognize that it's happening to the body of you. That like these feelings aren't you, it's gonna pass, but while it's happening, it feels so pertinent, so powerful. Yeah, and I remember a couple of chapters ago, he just talks about how, you know, when things like that begin to occur, that it is my, my previous experience or my future representation of what I think is going to happen that begin to start tugging at my like emotional levers and that what I'm actually, what I'm actually experiencing versus what internally I think I'm going to experience are two totally separate things. And I have two separate pathways I can go down. I can choose to go down the rabbit hole and let my emotions get pulled on and, and you know, internally self-manipulated. And I can go off on this whole other like reality that's not even really there. Or I can, you know, pause, refocus, like uh, self-assess and become aware of what's happening. And then like, essentially I can like reset, you know, and like, a lot of that is attuned into with uh, your breathing, you know, because that's just uh, such the simplest task that I can control. Um, and, and so it's like, I haven't hit a point where I've like crescendoed out of bounds and like gone flying off. Um, who knows when it can come? I mean, I'm sure it's bound to at some point, like it would be insane to think that I can, you know, keep this Jedi level of balance for, you know, till the end of my my existence that's impossible yeah i mean I, I imagine it like a dance like the jedi you know we watch them when they're doing lightsabers it's like they're choreographed you know yeah it's like you just use the force to dance around the experience of life to dance through it that you're essentially just uh you know we're we're adapting and and like i like what you just shared because what we're really doing is when we experience these inflection points, these moments of distress or anxiety or fear or grief, whatever it is, even happiness, joy, excitement, the, cha the challenge really is, and what we really wanna do is understand these things for what they are. And that's what you just described is like basically self-awareness, self-realization, like really seek to understand these things rather than identify. Yeah, <clears throat> um, the example he gave was uh, the mirror right like whatever it's just a mirror whatever image is projected onto that mirror is going to be there like you know it doesn't mean it's ugly it doesn't mean it's beautiful it's just it just is what it is and and um i kind of think about that you know we were talking about last week man like how i just want to be essentially a blank piece of paper that is creating whatever image and stuff I'm experiencing, like right there on the paper, right there at that moment, rather than have like this whole sketchbook of uh, things that I think I want to see or do, you know, like it just doesn't make any sense to me anymore. Dude, that reminds me of one of the, another kind of awesome turning point this week in the practice was my, uh, I guess my, the way my creativity is showing up online. Yeah. I've been ripping it, dude. I've been ripping dumb videos, stupid, like whatever thoughts I'm having, they can, they can not be on topic. They can be off topic. They can be totally random. It's like, I'm just, it's something I learned this week too. It's like, man, you know what I, the one thing I haven't done this week that I've been doing for the longest time was read all the comments on my posts. Oh, and I, all your like, shares and stuff? Dude, yeah. The, when I, like, I don't know, I stumbled on this, but I just decided to stop checking all notifications on all the social platforms. 
So when I get on, I just, whatever I feel like I want to share, whether it be a video of me rapping or a dumb video of the fucking, uh, it's raining men, you know, like <laughs> I just, I'm just letting them rip now and putting the phone down, dude. And being like, I don't, you know, I want to be able to add into the stream of life and my mind, I get so easily distracted in my train of thought or train of train of feel for an intuition or whatever it is, whatever creativity seems to be happening gets interrupted by the stimulation, stimulation of responding to whatever anyone else is trying to say. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we have essentially been conditioned for it, right? Mm -hmm. Like they've done so many studies that show you know what happens to the body and, and the mind when you open up one of these social media apps and like how your hormone levels can change and like all these things like come into play and you know man i think people myself included can get addicted to uh that level of validation and and but what's funny is like it's robbing me of being able to experience like present moment, right? Like, like I would be guilty of posting something, right? And then being so preoccupied with like, oh, well, like how many likes am I getting on this right now? Like, oh man, they made a comment. I wonder what that comment looks like or who's saying what, you know? And like, or I would be engaged in like a internet battle of wits on a subject matter because i mean i used to love to be controversial bro i mean i just used to like i had to be right and like now i could give a fuck less if i'm right if i'm wrong it like it doesn't matter to me and it's so funny because anybody who's listening to this right now probably found this on our social networks and like we do want to create conversation and we do want to better understand these topics especially because i mean this is heady stuff we're going through here and uh, having more perspectives on it's super valuable, but, but it's funny because I'm guilty of what you just described too. And I'm sure anyone else listening is as well. Like we have the universe at the palm of our hands and we have, you know, like the, like we can get so caught up in that whole thing, you know, like just, I think, I think all the meditative practice really is, is just the process of bringing these things to awareness. You know, it's like, if we're just honest. I would agree. I, I think for me, there's a, I try to live my life with a certain level of rigorous honesty and like truth in it. And I believe that this meditation has uh, elevated that level of truth to like really dive deeper in on what's actually happening versus what I think is happening and it's been drastically huge to to understand that i the illusion of i and my ego really needs to be destroyed or you know in every moment that i'm trying to go through uh if i really want to experience what he calls like a free and uncontaminated experience yeah he used a big word too it was like collusion or something what did he call it yeah something like that yeah, it was like essentially when you enter a space of total selflessness or of essentially like what I was describing earlier, but just embodying the stream of life, so to say. So when you say your ego, like you want to destroy your ego, what what kind of tactics are you you using? How does that what does that look like? You know, I just have become aware that 
you know, my experiences, like we had talked about previously, man, like my experience as an athlete or a son or, you know, somebody who's traveled from city to city is like, that's, that's who I was in that moment. That's not who I am right now. Like who I am right now is, you know, I could be whatever I want to be in this moment. And, you know, I need to let go of that and really just try to be experiencing the information that I'm presented with in the present moment. Right. Yeah. You want to be, you don't want to carry your, your narrative with you into the experience that you're having. Yeah. Like I'm just not interested, you know, I will obviously like have or entertain certain conversations about some subject matters that may have happened like back in the day, but man, like I ran into somebody um, from high school, like a while, like a couple days ago. And, um, rather than talk about more like current topics, this person was asked, like talking to me about like these people that I went to high school with and like, bro, I was like so fucking uninterested in having that conversation. Like I, I just was like, it, it, there was like a visceral response of like, man, like, I don't want to, I don't give a fuck about this conversation. Like I want to talk about interesting things, not something that happened 20 years ago. Like I'm, that's not where we're at. Like let that shit go, man. Yeah. Did you hear that beep? Yeah. It's probably my email. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. Like that's, that's one of those things too, where it's like, I'm starting to realize and, I, and it happened today. I was talking with someone on the phone today and I realized like, even though they want to go here, they want to go backwards. I don't have to. How did you stop that though? Politely. I, huh? Politely, because you know you can't just be like, "Hey, man, like I don't really want to talk about that." <laughs> it was it's it was kind of what we talked about was how powerful silence can be. So if I don't know what to say, and I don't want to go where the conversation is going. Let there be silence. It's tough. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. How were you in that moment? Were you okay? Were you like? just content or were you like did you kind of because a lot of times people can't handle that that quiet man that you know there needs to be something said or or i have to try to make something happen and it's like rather and then then again like that right there is taking me out of like right here so this is where meditation's a game right it's like i'm doing it in real time on the conversation i'm aware of how uncomfortable it is for me to be silent and so then I seek to understand that. This is in real time on the phone. I'm going, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable because this is a social, you know, I'm expected to do this response in this way. Why am I expected to do this response in this way? Because it's, it's what I, I think this person, I think this person would be happy if I did it. Is, my, is their happiness my responsibility? So like I just follow the thread. And I'm doing that in real time while the person's waiting for me to respond to him but I'm just sitting there seeking to understand the experience I'm having, you know, but it shows up as silence. And then all of a sudden the topic goes elsewhere. Or in my, in my case is when I did speak eventually, I, I, I didn't share what I thought I was going to share because whatever my experience was, was had changed. Mm. I feel like, 
that's difficult to do, right? Like it's difficult to essentially be still and like continue to like pull those threads because, um, you know, man, like people get bombarded myself included, but like, especially before this, but I used to get just bombarded by thoughts and because it was something that I was comfortable with or an easy answer to whatever I was experiencing or the conversation, like I would just latch onto that and then just, you know, follow that train of thought rather than, and you know, like now I'm off on this whole other separate place that I don't even really want to be. It's like, it's not, it's not enjoyable for me. It's not fun for me to have this conversation anymore. Like when, if I would have just uh, learned to be still and process it and pull that thread and just like pause uh, a much different outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting because like, I really do believe that that the people in our lives around us will will acclimate to our level of psychic awareness or they'll dissipate or we'll learn how to engage in a way where our level's not diminished. It's that's a challenging, I think. That would, that's got to be tough, you know, because I don't know about you, man, but I, I've I've become a bit hypersensitive to people's tone, uh, people's energy. And when it's off or it's kind of like all over the place, it, it, that vibration, I I can feel it, you know, and it's like, when it starts to disrupt, I have to really be vigilant, uh, and really like hone in on what's going on with me. Oh yeah. That's the whole, that's, that's the whole game. What is it about me? that is repulsed by whoever this is what is it what is about me that i can uncover to facilitate a change to where i experience nothing like they they are they are and i'm moving on and out if i want to there's a just a disturbance in my force you know yeah dude dude this is alderaan right now and i you know you're sitting next to me so one of the biggest traps we can get ourselves into, and there's, this was my favorite part of this chapter, dude. This was the shit. I knew the story when we got to it, but I don't know how I knew it. I must have watched a YouTube video or something back in the day, but when he started telling the story, I've told this story to people because it's so fucking profound. What you is know, it? You know the one I'm talking about? I think so, but go ahead. It's the one where he's going around and he's, 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 uh, he's learning from this from this Hindu master, I think his name's Punja. Oh yeah. Or you know, Ramana. He's basically, he's, he's, he's with Punja G and he's with a group of, of seekers as well. So it's like a Western hodgepodge of people seeking the Indian enlightenment, you know, and there's people from England, from Australia, all over the world. And they're all studying from Punja E. And this guru, um, his, 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 his uh, method for enlightenment is it's, it's all here. And if you have it, you have it and you can claim it and it's yours, <laughs> you know? And so this one girl in his group became awakened, enlightened, you know? And, there, and, and he, he recognizes, you know, she says, I'm enlightened. I haven't had a thought in forever, you know, I'm, I'm awake. Oh, yeah. He goes, Punja E celebrates her and goes, she's enlightened. And the whole group's like, oh, I guess she's fucking enlightened. She's always happy. She's always spaced the fuck out. She seems totally tripped in the moment. So yeah. Uh, but our time with Punja E is done. So we're going to go learn Dog Chen over here, a different style of meditation with a different teacher. So the whole group 
goes to study with this new teacher and uh and he's he's trying to he's trying to teach everyone the dog chen style of meditation and the girl you know basically says i'm, I'm already awake i'm already enlightened and the, and the dog chen teacher looks at her in front of the class and uh, he, he he asks her a question he says how long has it been since you've had a thought mm -hmm. and she says well it's been uh it's been over a week since i've had a thought <laughs> and he said right on well we're all gonna we'll, we'll all sit here and we'll wait until you have one <laughs> <laughs> but then he like busted a he busted a hole in that because he was like the fact that you had to think about when you had a thought like was a th like he he then he yeah i know what you're talking about because then he starts like just destroying her oh yeah what had happened was she had been thinking happy at herself yeah thinking contentment at herself thinking purity bliss uh, presence she literally had been thinking happiness into her life which is not the same as being present, being being awakened to an extent that it's, and it's also what Sam was describing in there is we can actually fuck with re our reality itself based on our mental dialogue, but that doesn't doesn't necessarily mean it's true. No. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man I, you know, and I'm guilty of that, right? Like, you could go get like a runner's high and be thinking about like happy memories, you know, or like upcoming projects and things that you're excited about. And like, again, like those are just images on this mirror and eventually that will fade away and dissipate. And, you know, who am I going to be in the moment when that's no longer there? That's, that's, that's really what I'm after is not who I was, not, who I'm going to be, but like, who am I now in this moment? And who am I going to be in like this series of moments uh, past this, you know? Right. And that's, so that's, I, I don't, I'm going to jump ahead, but I love the end here of the, the end of the chapter. He basically ends it with, he, he starts talking about like, we're doing this meditation, we're doing mindfulness. We understand that, but what about all our natural ambition? What mm. about all our attempts to get better at a skill or get better at, uh, an exercise or whatever we choose to do like where does that fit in you know yeah and and i think like what you just alluded to in in my life is an experience right it's a game it can be played with it can be fun so the idea is like this mindful meditative practice is just to bring you back to center bring you back to awareness that nothing is permanent but at the end of the day what it is what is it i'm trying to do like this is my personal take on it like i'm not the that's the other thing about gurus or teachers which was, became very apparent this week after reading this chapter is they all have their own style and they all have their own thing way of which they're selling it right oh 100 there's no one who has the gamut on how meditation should work right mm -mm. It's, 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 it's open to anyone's interpretation and you can borrow bits and pieces from whoever, but whatever anyone say, says is never the be all end all. And so like my, my take on it is like, man, I want to be able to be, I want my, my energy to be as, as effective as possible in, in cultivating and creating a life that is expressively engaging. Like I want to be able to do cool shit. I want to be able to, you know, let life unfold in a way that keeps me wanting to wake up in the morning, excited to wake up in the morning. You know, I don't want to meditate myself into, into a coma. 
I want to use this as a tool to basically cultivate my potential. Yeah, I'm. He talked about that, and I loved when he got into that about how, like, I'm not stuck, right? Like, it is okay to have like aspirations and like want to change things. Um, but this boy. is it's interesting. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. But it's what you were saying earlier is we don't get to decide who we become. Mm. So the whole meditative practice is opening up a, uh, a gateway into potentiality. It's saying, you know, I am this vessel of this experience and things are flowing through me and around me. What wants to happen? So that, that way, the process of self-discovery, the process of meditation itself is an enlightening one because you get to see yourself in a way you never had before. Yeah. Like this podcast is a great example because when we listen back to this, you're going to say stuff you didn't know you knew, or you're going to hear stuff you didn't know that you knew. Happens all the time when we do that. Yeah. That's like, that's what we, how our relationship started. Like in the car outside of the club, dude, <laughs> in the club, 50 cent, dude, outside the club, bro. We were just, we were mirrors for each other. You know, like I was expressing, you were relating, bouncing back. We were discovering ourselves in real time. The meditative practice is saying it's up to us to realize it between us and whatever the, the universe is. Now it's about like, how do I take this and do this on my own? Because spirituality, dude, it's a, it's a one, it's a one way trip, dude. One man trip. Like your spirituality is yours. Mine's mine. And whoever's listening, it's theirs. They get, that's the exciting part about it. It's all different. Yeah. I feel like people could struggle with that concept though. Right? Like, man, I have no qualms with any secular religion. You know, I, I think that there are uses for it, but uh, I feel like people can get pigeonholed into thinking that it's not personal. You're right. Like, like their journey is not a personal journey and like, it's supposed to look a certain way. And, you know, and it's not been my experience. I can say that like my experience with spirituality has changed and evolved as I've investigated and looked at other things and just, you know, for lack of a better term, just walk the path, man. And like, now here we are. I, and this is one I never thought I would be on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you're talking about uh, my experiences and consciousness expressing itself in different ways, man. Like I'm super stoked to be heading in a direction where I'm headed now. Like I'm super interested in, in nutrition and, um, like really getting down on like wellness and working on myself internally as a result of like this kicking off of meditation. Right. Because like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a firm believer in food is medicine. And if, if it is a medicine, then I need to be using it to make myself as healthy as I possibly can be so that when I do meditate and I show up in these situations that like the healthiest version of my express self is now like here, because all of these things, nutrition, food, water, air, exercise, all of those things have a play on my emotions and uh, how my life and vitality is expressing itself. 
So like, why would I not want to go out and be like a hundred percent? Have you thought about what we talked about last week in regards to like, like we kind of went into a dialogue with Steph about what we know versus what we don't know. Sure. Have you thought about that at all? Like for yourself, have you thought where in my life am I acting as if I know versus where am I open? I mean, right now, um, man, I just try to be open right now, man. And like what, what I am attracted to and what seems to be flowing in, let it flow in, right? Like not resisting, uh, or fighting anything. And that's just kind of where I'm at, you know, like I just want to be relaxed, like calm, conscious, aware, and, uh, accepting, of the things that are coming in. And, and if I feel like, again, like we were talking about earlier, if I feel like it's toxic in any kind of way or repulsive to me, then I need to figure out how do I, how do I expel this out? I don't want this near me. Or like you said earlier, the inverse of what is it in me that's making me feel this way? Well, true. Right. But like some things are just going to be what they are. And obviously like I want to look inwardly, but at the same time, like if I can feel something's energy that's off, bro, like I, I don't want that around me. Right. Like it's disturbing what's going on with me. And so, yeah, I can center myself back, but I also need to like move away from this thing that's causing this repulsion. Right. Yeah. You just basically keep yourself moving. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the most powerful things about, I think reality, well, not reality, well, maybe reality, maybe I would just say the life experience is that it is, it, it's ours. Like there's no one telling us we have to be or do anything. We are truly, if you're listening, if we're, if you're here, like we are the captains of our vessel, like life is going to unfold according to how we work with it. And my whole, my whole stance on this now is right with you, dude. I want to flow with life. I don't want to control anything. I want to I be there to see who shows up on a day-to-day basis. Like, I want to be there to see what I learn. Right. I, I don't want to be there to teach or know or project or, you know, I, I kind of want to just, there's a great uh, quote in this book that I'm reading all the time it's like my new bible dude it's the shit it's called the mystic path to cosmic power yeah you've referenced it a few times for sure bro dude it's the fucking shit dude i've it's like my go-to i just open it up in the mornings or anytime throughout the day but it basically says in there that if we really want to embody ourselves on this meditative mindful mystic path we have to admit to ourselves that we don't know who we are we never have and we don't know where we're going We have to admit that. We have to accept that. And if we can, it'll cultivate a reliance on a a power of our misunderstanding. Something will show up. But we have to be willing to lay the gauntlet down and say, you know what? Fuck it. I've, I've never known where I've been trying to go, really. I've had ideas, but man, like... I'm going to let go of whoever I think I am and, and however I think I need to be and whatever it is I think I need to do. And then when you get into that moment, that's when you can start listening and that's when you can start, start feeling. And like, hopefully the, at least in my experience, since reading that book, like the world has changed, like the entire world has changed. Mm. And it's only because I've been like, fuck it. I'm going to accept, I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't know anything. 
<laughs> Matter of fact, if I claim to believe, think I believe something, I need to fucking question that belief because it's, it's in my brain and it's preventing me from, from molding into something better. Yeah, I mean, right? Like I can hold on to things that will eventually block me off from uh, moving where I need to be. There's a great quote from this book, dude. Um, I'm going to pull it up here. Um, I think I might have posted it on Twitter. Um, I know he was talking about... Um, the mind, bundle of thoughts. Go ahead. The, the quote, it says, the mind is a bundle of thoughts. The thoughts arise because there is a thinker. Yep. The thinker is the ego. The ego, if sought, will automatically vanish. Mm-hmm. That is still, like, I've literally tried to meditate into that this week. I did it yesterday. Um, I just tough? laid down with my eyes closed and was like, what is the thing that thinks it's thinking? You know? Uh, nothing really happened. I, I, <laughs> I ended up falling asleep. <laughs> uh, you thought about it, and then you ended up asleep. Yeah, like I was like, I couldn't, like, I understand what it's saying, but I don't, I don't think I do really. Do you have an idea? Like the ego, if sought, will automatically vanish? Uh, well, you know, he goes, references that one um, where he's talking about the guy, like, who can't see, like, past his own, like, mustache, right? You can't, can't see his face. Right, right. The man without a face, without a head headless example and that was like that's what sticks out to me about that is like you know unless i'm like looking in a mirror at the camera like i don't know what my face looks like but like but i think in my mind like this is what is like this is what all this stuff is happening to is like my face because it's what tells me like it's my ego um and that was kind of a tricky like example to follow originally when he got into it yeah, the separate eye, the face thing, the, that was a great part of the book, too. It was awesome. And it, it's, it reminded me of when, when we were working at uh, Tomorrowland. Were you there for that? No, I went to the festival the year before. I didn't go to the uh, – I didn't work it. I don't remember what I had going on, but I didn't work it. Well, I was, I was with uh, Kyle, and, and we were in the lunch line. You know, and how everybody, when you're on tour, everybody eats together, the catering and everything? Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there in line and I'm looking at all these people and I realize in that moment, no one knows what they look like right now. You know, we're all just a bunch of floating consciousnesses grabbing lasagna and like awkwardly communicating with the other peoples that are peopling near us. You know, I was like, holy fucking shit, no one knows what they look like. And I think that this description that he's describing in the book with with the headless man is essentially, if you take it out and you look at experience for what it is, and you're not there, it's just it happening. Yeah. There is no I. Right. It's a, it's, it's, and also there's no distance. He was like, I'm seeing the, the mountains, I'm seeing the green pastures, I'm seeing my bed and my clothes I'm wearing, but I can't tell, I relatively can't tell how far or close anything really is. <laughs> it seems all so beautiful and potent. He basically described a Samadhi experience. He basically recognized or his self itself dissipated. And it says here that reality is simply the loss of the ego. Destroy the ego by seeking its identity. What is this thing I call myself me, you know? Yeah, I mean, I know for myself, you know, it's it's essentially packing in all these previous experiences and 
you know, labels to myself and like finding some sort of solace and comfort in like, you know, protection in this identity that I've made up for myself. Mm. Uh, right. Because like when things previously in my life would occur, like I could always reference back, Oh, well, like I'm an athlete or like, Oh, I've, I went to this school or, you know, and, and it would help justify emotions and thoughts and opinions that I had. And it's like, man, I, I really want to move away from that. And I'm working hard to move away from that because like we talked about, it's, it doesn't matter anymore. Like those moments are so far down the road, man. Like, and, uh, man, I, I could speak from my experience and it, he talked about it. Like I've kind of always spent my whole life, like searching for the next thing, mm. whether it's the next, next job, the next, sport the next workout like uh, you know relationship yeah whatever in infinitum like i've uh, you know i'm on the i'm on the journey to find the next thing and man it's really robbed me of like being present and experiencing the things that are happening around me at that time you know and it's like I have this delusion and I'm chasing and pursuing these things that I think that I want. And it's all based on who I think that I am. It's so, it, you know, it's, it's been eye opening, bro, because it's like I'm doing all this subconsciously and I'm not even aware it's happening. Mm. Yeah. And it's so, so quickly we can fall asleep to it. We can go back to our ways so easily. Well, you know, I heard a quote one time and I love it. I referenced it yesterday with a, somebody that I was speaking with, but it's like, man, I'll, and I believe it because it's been true from my experience, but I'll never rise to the occasion. I will always default down to my level of training. So it's like, if I'm not used to kicking a 65 yard game winning field goal, if I've never practiced that or trained or, you know, tried to attempt that, and now all of a sudden it's like fourth quarter, 10 seconds left, and I got to step in there and kick a 65-yard field goal, I'm probably not going to be successful. So it's like if I'm not training myself with this meditation to let go of a past and ego and really be present, man, like I, I can only default down to my level of training, which is to run back into things that have kept me comfortable and safe, which is, which is these labels, which is this identification of, you know, Oh, I'm my Instagram page or I'm my Snapchat projections. And like, bro, like, I, I think that those things serve as great resources. But if you're somebody like I am, man, who can get really wrapped up in um, letting those things inflate my ego and define who I am and like my dreams and ideals, bro, like I'm, I'm fucking lost at that point. Mm. Yeah, dude. And it's, and I'm like, I've, I've had the same experience and I, it's like, I'm not even aware that it's happening, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, this has been, this has been my favorite chapter, dude, that we've read this for me. I was kind of hating on the book up until this point. Honestly, I was kind of like not really wanting to read it. I felt like it was too over my head. I felt like it was too scientific, but you know, I'm so glad that we're, we're going through it because there's so much value in it. Like, it's that one thing where it's like, you know, like 
there's always, I don't know, it's just diamonds in the rough. It's like, it, it's been a rough read for me, but there's been so many diamonds that have wor been worth the excavation, you know? Yeah, it gets heady, man. You're right. And he doesn't get like crazy scientific, but I think, you know, a lot of it um, could kind of not go over somebody's head, but could persuade somebody to become like less interested, right? you would have to really continue to um, like focus and just trust the process. And then you'll eventually get to this place. Like I can't speak for anybody else's experience, but man, I've seen like a change in your awareness, like, you know, and then our conversations and our day-to-day -day dealings. And I can tell you, I have seen changes in, in what is now attractive or not attractive and like what, what's coming into my life in this, in this particular moment and a series of moments. Um, and low key, man, like it's exciting. It's exciting to, to kind of let go and freeing to kind of let go of, uh, you know, trying to like write the screen, right. And like write the play out and just let it go and like, just experience it. Mm-hmm. You know, like rather than it's almost like watching a movie and like I'm guilty of this but like I'll watch a movie and like I'm trying to predict based on what I'm seeing like what's gonna happen and like so like when I when the movie's over like there's no real sense of joy because I really wasn't like experiencing this I was just trying to like bounce to the next thing and and you know today is much different you know ask me five minutes from now what my experience is it'll probably change but yeah dude Man, is there, I feel the same way, dude. I'm, I can't wait to continue this this book and this journey, dude. It's been so enlightening. So not only seeing it in you, but but also seeing how, I'll say it again, how wrong I've been about a lot of things. You know, like that's, and also in real time, like really seeing, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm so fascinated with the way that my my body interprets reality so to to a point this has been super helpful for me because i'm not doing it on my own anymore it can it can turn not um uh, what's it called when you're like a narcissistic really quickly oh 100 it's so good to have like to be able to talk about this type of stuff and open up a dialogue with other people because it makes it not contained within me anymore you know yeah i mean I just want to remain in a place where I'm teachable, bro. You know, and there's something to be said for me, at least in my experience of just being like a, a free explorer, you know, and exciting about the journey of like discovery. And, you know, it makes me think about, uh, being like Lois and Clark and how fucking amazing that must've been and terrifying at the same time to be like trekking across the U S bro. And just seeing this great vast unknown. And then, you know, what seeing that for the first time must've felt like. And for me, that is where I can relate. And that is how passionate I am about continuing to practice this like mindfulness and like opening up myself to just be a vessel um for this like insanely uh, awesome power 
you know, that we call like, bro, I mean, bro, we're in the fucking universe right now. You know how amazing that is? Like that's, bro, that's mind blowing, bro. We literally are the universe ex- experiencing itself right now. It's never happened before. This is the only time it's ever happened. It's happening right now. <laughs> and it doesn't know where it's going. And I'm cool with that. But, but again, why would I choose, right? Like if I, let's just say I'm a star and I'm fucking exploding right now. And like my energy is like creating a light out there in this world of darkness. Why would I not want to put things in and practice things that make me shine brighter? Why would I not want to do that, man? Question. Answer. I agree. I agree. Why wouldn't we want to do that? I think we got to shine that light, baby. <laughs> we got to let that shine, shine that light, baby. Well, how, how are you going to, so next week we've got gurus, we've got death, we've got drugs, and we've got other puzzles. Is there I'm anything you're going to, huh? I'm excited for all the above. Is there anything you're going to focus on this week for like, how will you attempt to shine your light? Oh, uh, man, I feel really super compelled to get back in more like in nature and like get some vitamin D on my skin, bro. And, and just, uh, you know, like I, I want to feel those things around me. I want to be more connected to the earth this week because I feel like that's such a rich source of, uh, of energy. And you know, again, like, why would I not want to um, get closer to it, right? Like, if I'm, if I'm from the earth, I'm made from the earth, why would I not want to, like, get back in touch with that? So, mm-hmm. probably some more, like, meditation uh, out in the natures, uh, some more earthing. If you're not familiar with that, I recommend earthing. <laughs> not, it's not the same as birthing. No, no, it's not birthing. Uh, probably some, some healthy fruits and veggies, bro, and, like, just trying to stay mindful and like centered, man. Right on. Well, uh, if you're with us up till this point, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I will be doing the same thing. I'm going to go try and see the comet tonight. Apparently there's a comet. You're going to do some earthing? going to do some earthing out into the outer spectrums of space. Uh, yeah, man. And just, for, yeah, me, I'm just going to keep, you know, really just trying to live in the moment, man, trying to be here. But one of the cool things before we got on, like, I was just like, I saw the trampoline in the backyard. I was like, I want to go jump on it. I knew I only had 15 minutes, but I was like, fuck it. And it was the coolest thing because I went out there, started jumping, music was playing. And then Melissa and Eli came out and we were, we were basically just like fighting each other on the trampoline. Chicken fighting. And it's so cool. Like, I would encourage anybody listening of like, because Stefan is a great example for this week. Honestly, his gut said he, to go to yoga instead of do the podcast. And he was like, I told him, I told him on the phone, I was like, always, always listen to intuition. You know, like if there's something spontaneous and your gut's like, I want to try this thing. Like that's, I think that's the, a huge win. I was so proud of him, honestly. Like, um, and that, and that's like out there for me on the patio. It was like, man, I'm just going to get a quick jump in real quick. You know, it turned into this crazy experience I wasn't expecting. Yeah, man. I, I, and I feel like we can get wrapped up in that and um distracted from that innate intuition and then get pulled away from like where we're really supposed to be and uh you know like whatever experience i was really supposed to have i mean it all ends up being the way that it should anyway right but like whatever experience i i could have had like i'm gonna miss because i'm so distracted by 
this bombardment of like energy and anxiety and all this other stuff. So I would encourage anybody to like, just get centered, man. And then, uh, hyper-focused in on the moment and man, I'm amazed at how my life has opened up. Yeah, man. So we'll be, we'll be back next week. Gurus, death, drugs, and puzzles. <laughs> Sounds like a murder mystery. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And thank you all for tuning in. Please shoot us with your comments, ideas, feedbacks, your saltiness. Get salty. We want to get salty as fuck. If you hate yeah. us, if you love us, if you hate Steph, especially if you hate Steph, let us know about it. <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> I have a feeling that that, that uh, hot yoga, there's probably some girl in there that I just, I just know. I just know. Oh, you think he's got his eyes on a prize? Probably. Oh, he's in there canoodling. Sweating it out for the sake of uh, impression. You should be doing the downward dog, not the not the upward thrust. <laughs> <laughs> the most confusing part about yoga is figuring out who farted the first 10 minutes of the practice. <laughs> who smells like they've never bathed in here? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Who is the most earth-toned in here? Yeah. Who, who do I not want to eat? Just in general, like at all. Like exactly. if I had to eat a human being in here, who exactly. looks like the most unappetizing? <laughs> the guy with the dreads. I'm good there. Always the guy with the dreads. <laughs> all right, bro. I love you, dude. Thanks for the chat. Absolutely, man. We'll figure out the songs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of dreads, dude, I'm going to drop in some dreadlock Rasta. Hit me. Boom. All right, bro. All right, man. Later. Later. street concentrating on truck and right I heard a dark voice beside of me and I looked round in a state of fright I saw four faces one man a brother from the gutter they looked me up and down a bit and turned to each other
Thank you. 